Hello and welcome to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with Director of Music Ministries, Miss Kathy Evans. Good morning. How are you? It's so good to see you. I'm great. Thank you so much for coming. Yes. So before we dive into your career, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you wound up here? Well, I'm originally from Chattanooga. I went to Middle Tennessee State University with a double major in piano and organ and had planned to teach um, high school music all of my life. But then in the 70s, my husband came here to run what was then Road Builders, and there were no music positions in the county, just one teacher at the high school. So I ended up in church music. I had three children. From here we moved to Atlanta and then to Florida, and I came back here in 2005 as a director of music at First United Methodist Church. Yes, I was in high school when yes, you, you moved were. back here, <laughs> and I was in the youth choir for a little bit. So we go back about 15, 16 years. Yes, a long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so do you consider yourself an artist, a musician, a performer? Oh, I think in my heart of hearts, I'm an educator, even though I have performed during my life and I have conducted I still value the learning experience. I want to see my students have that light go off in their eye that they understand, that they're learning to read music, that they're learning to love music. And with that has come my work in church music. Well, I can say you definitely have that gift because I do not have the gift of singing, (laughs) but I still had fun. In my short-lived career in the youth choir, you made me feel like I was still a valuable member of the oh, team. Oh, you were. Every, every person is a valuable Well, I could sing deep. We, didn't, we weren't big, so I could, <laughs> I could sing both parts. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. So what are the duties of a director of music ministry? Well, at the church here, I'm responsible for um, the educational component of our, children, of our music program, which involves children, early childhood, youth, handbells, the choirs, in teaching and giving them experiences to lead in worship, to experience music, and to understand why we sing what we sing, and that kind of thing. Then as the director of music, I have a a job that entails taking all of the pieces of worship, the liturgy, the music that we have selected, what the minister is going to preach on. And I mold all of that into a worship service that uh, we have on two, twice on Sunday mornings. Over this last year, it has been a completely different picture. I can imagine the yes. pandemic really affected it did. the church service. Yes. <laughs> we were uh, at, at the beginning of the pandemic, we had one camera that we were live streaming our early morning service. We soon realized we were going to have to close down. And uh, we went from being a in-person worship service to completely recording everything and piecing it together into an online broadcast. And we've been doing that for 58 weeks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, it. you know, we had we had a chance to create, correct a mistake. If something didn't record well the first time, we redo it and put it together. That is nice. Silver lining. Yes, silver Always lining. the optimist. Uh, yes. <laughs> but it also meant that that time where the ministers were taking a seat or the liturgist was stepping up to read or the choir was moving into place, we didn't have to worry about that time. So it meant creating more things to go in the worship service. 
I'm Caroline Moore, and I'm here chatting with Director of Music Ministries, Ms. Kathy Evans. Um, so how many years under your belt do you have in music ministry? You don't have to be too specific, but I just wanted everybody to get an idea of how many... How much experience you have? Well, I started playing the <laughs> organ in my local little Baptist church in Chattanooga 60 years ago. Wow. So I've been at it a long time. You've I put have, in your 10,000 hours. Yes, I put in my 10,000 <laughs> hours. Um, I have served in small churches, uh, served in very large churches. I've been the organist. I've been the pianist. I've directed choirs. I've done all of those things. I've taken youth on a lot of trips and produced a lot of children's musicals and just you name it I've been there <laughs> <laughs> so right now you are currently directing the choir at First I, United Methodist well uh, as of last August I began to step back just a little bit okay and so I am overseeing the music ministry and I direct the children's choirs and handbell choirs and coordinate all of the worship elements um, and I in Previous years, I have directed youth and handbells and children and adults and the whole thing. But I'm starting to look for that little glimmer of retirement someday. Yes. I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, after this pandemic, I feel like you've seen it all. Yes, it's, it has been. A, it's just things that we've never had to worry about before. I have learned to. Uh, oh, man. I, I now have an app on my phone. This says it all. That it adds up when we record something, I can record it in minutes and seconds. And then I t put out everything that we recorded in there in minutes and seconds, and I know exactly how long the online service is going to be. Wow. So you're like <laughs> training on software. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> These are valuable skills. So you mentioned um, that you plan out the entire service, right. you know, musically. How far in advance do you start or? Well, for um, I usually like to work four or five months ahead of time, knowing what the minister is going to preach, what his subject will be. And sometimes I will look at that scripture that he has. And immediately I know from all my years, this is the piece of music that we need. And then I try to balance that with what the choir will do, how we will use instrumental music, how we will use a soloist, what hymns the congregation will sing, because we are still a singing church as far as the congregation. That's very important to us that yes. the congregation have an opportunity to sing their faith. And then from there, I'll begin to select the readings for a call to worship or a psalm that we'll use. I take the minister's scripture and try to come with that, come up with lead-ins to prayer time and all of those things that go together. And then if we have a baptism, I have to move things around to make <laughs> the time I was going to say work. things might yeah. come up or something right. big in the news might change it the does. minister's it does. service or his message. Right. I remember her. Di di distinctly, uh, you know, when we have had tornadoes, I mean, at the last minute we were putting together prayer services. And so while I'm working four or five months ahead on a skeleton, I'm usually the last two weeks tweaking all of that. And my Monday morning schedule is to go in and take everything that has been given to our projectionists for slides, put all of that into that final order, and then check, check, recheck, and check again to make sure the spellings are correct and everything's ready to roll. Well, I can't wait to hear more right after the break with Kathy Evans.
Welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting with Director of Music Ministries, Miss Kathy Evans. Thank you for coming in. You are so welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Now, in the first segment, you mentioned that you have an early childhood development Early Musical Development Program. Yes. Can yes, you expand on that for a we little do. bit? We do. We have had this for about 10 or 12 years. Um, it is open to people in the community. You do not have to be a member of our church. Uh, we run the classes once a week for about 11 weeks in a series of lessons. And we do singing and dancing and pitch making and instruments. We have all of these wonderful child size instruments. Cute. Uh, parents <laughs> come with the children. And it is a family time. Our goal is to help you use music to soothe your child and instruct your child and just make your home a happy, happy place. Um, We have uh, classes that are really geared towards the family for a parent or a guardian to come with this child and participate. And those will be starting up again this next August. We've had to take this last year off, of course. And then our next level up, we start with our children's choir uh, for three and four year olds, and it's basically learning to um, sing and respond and keep your eyes on the director's nose and watch <laughs> what's going on. We have a graded program of music for children up through sixth grade where they're learning reading skills, counting skills, note reading information, and in that process, they're learning music to use in worship services. Wow. And is your uh, children's program that you mentioned throughout the week that's open to anybody, is it for uh, small kids or is it kids of all ages? Uh, This year, we will be doing the three and four year olds on a separate day. But on Wednesday afternoon, we will have choir for kindergarten through sixth grade. Um, And they are divided by specific ages. So they are learning specific, uh, not just specific songs, but specific reading skills and we use drumming, we use boomwhackers, which is a tuned plastic tube that they play on the floor. Oh my gosh, they gotta love that. That's like we do a lot. <laughs> we have uh, ukuleles and handbells and hand chimes. So we use a lot of different things. And there's nothing uncommon for you to walk through and see us singing with a parachute. So we do a lot of fun things. <laughs> and if someone wanted to enroll, do they need to go to the church website they can or check can they the, just show up? They can check the church website for times and places. Of course, we are winding down now for the summer, but we will start back up in August. Go on the church website or just simply call First United Methodist Church and ask for the music department. Fabulous. I'm Caroline Moore, and I'm chatting um, about direct, uh, about Music Ministries with director Kathy Evans. Um, You also mentioned selecting hymns before the break. How do you choose which hymns or or songs are appropriate for which ages? Well, uh, there are certain hymns that are important for young children to know. Um, And I I think most, you know, there's not a child alive that doesn't like the tune to Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee, the Beethoven tune. Um, This is my father's world. There are so many wonderful hymn tunes and hymn texts that need to go in a little one's heart and mind. And uh, that's very important. That's important for us to do that. We use a variety of music. We use contemporary music. We use spirituals. We we want our people to sing because we are a singing church and it's we're looking forward to getting the mask off soon so we can all go back to in-person singing um we try to 
give an age-appropriate experience for our children from birth through high school. And once they get into middle school and high school in the seventh grade, we have a youth choir program where they are not only learning music to sing and worship that goes along with what the theme is for that day, but they're also doing some type of preparation for an, a week-long trip that we take each spring. It's taken us to Dallas and Pennsylvania, and we've gone to D.C. and to Florida. Wow. We've done um, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. We've done Godspell. I was about to say, when I was in high school, you all did Godspell. Yes. Shout out to Chris Metz. Yes, yes, yes. Friend, yes. friend of the uh, show. Uh, yes. <laughs> he yes. was the star. He was. And that particular group, the story I remember of that, this studio was probably what? 12 by 8. We performed in a room just about this size on tour one time when we were doing Godspell. But it's a it's a tremendous growing experience because um, we take your children on our rental bus with plenty of chaperones and plenty of structure, yet it's a getaway from mom and dad that's a real growing experience. And they can say, hey, I'm on tour. Like, That's right. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Um, so you also mentioned that the masks were about to come off at church. Yes, this is very yes. exciting. Yes, and we are a United Methodist congregation, and masks have been required in our buildings and in our worship service. Um, as beginning May 16th, they will not be required in worship, but I hope that people will be respectful of the singing aerosols. Um the American Choral Directors Association put out a long list of horrible things that could happen last spring. And we have been very vigilant, our church, to sing with our mask on. And um, we've just now gotten back into having choirs there. And for everyone's safety, we'll, we're going to continue to be to be very, very careful. And luckily, the congregation and the choir loft are very far apart at they, that church. They are. And I, and they, I, yeah, they are. Hope that helps but, too. But, you know, it's an older building. We we have to know that it doesn't have state-of-the-art things. And so we just, we need to be careful. Of course. Yes. Safety's yes. key. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you believe that anybody can sing? Well, there have been a few challenges in, in my life. <laughs> Me? No. <laughs> No, my husband was the first challenge. I th that's why we like to start so young, because I think everybody can probably sing. It's just that they have not awakened their ear and their inner hearing and gotten those vocal cords to get that voice placed at the right in the right place. So sometimes we listen to recorded music so much and we just continue to sing down in that well where it's so low, you know. And, but we need to teach children and young people to get their head head voice going and get a beautiful sound singing can always be with you that's good to know it gives yes. me a little faith yes <laughs> <laughs> i might need a little little more training come on back we'll get it's you. the head voice <laughs> yes, yes yes i get a headache <laughs> we'll be talking more with kathy evans director of music ministries right after the break and we're back. I'm Caroline Moore, and today we are chatting with Director of Music Ministries, Kathy Evans. Thank you so much for coming you in. You are so welcome. It's been my pleasure to be here. So how has the job of a choir director or director of music ministry changed throughout your career? The job has changed some, but I think I have changed and I have matured. I came out of a 
a background of high school choral music, and I had a preconceived notion of what I thought good literature should be. I had anthems in the back of my mind that I thought would fit every situation. And so early on, and I, my first tour of duty at this church was in 1974, so that's been a while back, um, I would just randomly check you know, choose two or three hymns for Sunday morning, and I would just get my whole favorite list of anthems, some of them which were way too difficult for a church choir, but I was going to push through anyway, and I would plug those in. And then through the years, um, with continuing ed and understanding what my real role was, I began to try to mesh what I was doing with what the minister was doing it all needed to point to the scripture and the scripture is interpreted through music through the liturgy the spoken liturgy through prayer and through the minister's sermon if i did my homework and tried to put things together that enhance that i was hoping to create a better worship experience for the people in the congregation i began taking the time when the minister gives me the scripture I sit down, I study it, I have reference books that I find out which hymns, what pieces really go with that. With, a, you know, 60 years of knowledge and songs in my head, I can come up with titles sometimes just very quickly. But other times it's a little deeper than that, so I have to do some study. Now, at the Methodist Church, there's just an organ and a piano for, right. you know, the main services. Right. Um, so is that a fun kind of obstacle for you, or do you feel a little limited? Well, actually, we have added, and, and we do a different thing. We don't have a complete setup in the sanctuary other than the piano and the organ because of space. Space is limited. But we have a an active handbell choir. And yes. so that's set up once a week to rehearse, and then on the Sundays they are performing or worshiping, leading in worship. All those tables are up. We also have a praise band. And so that means they they were in worship yesterday. So that's drums and guitars and bass and keyboard and all of those things that are going on. We have um, we have some instrumentalists, flautists and cellists and people that are in there. We don't have everything set up every week because we have space limitations. So we kind of try to balance it off um, so that at least you could get in and out of the building, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the handbells were always my favorite yes, growing up. Yes. And you mentioned that there was uh, sometimes like a full band with the guitar, the drums, right. something a little more contemporary. Right, right. Um, that's become more popular, right, in the last... It has, and we try to do a, 20 years. We, we try to do a balance of that. A lot of our congregations still really enjoy traditional worship, but we add a, you know, a twist, a new sound, or... Um, We've had harmonica, we've had saxophone, you know, it's just whatever uh, our membership has at that time that they're willing to share their talents. We try to put that in. And one Sunday a year, we do bluegrass Sunday, usually oh, in August. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Last year, we did it at Dogwood Park, and we'll do it again this year. The last Sunday in August, we'll be doing bluegrass Sunday down at Dogwood Park. Mark your calendars, people. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm Caroline Moore, and I am chatting with Miss Kathy Evans, Director of Music Ministries at the First United Methodist Church. Um, another question about hymn selection. Okay. Do you pick shorter hymns? Sometimes do you feel like you see a hymn that has six verses and you say, mm, let's do one through four people. 
Because I feel like our attention spans have changed. Well, and there are some hymns, and I've been known to do this too, um, because I'm looking at the time that something takes. And, um, for instance, the very first hymn in the United Methodist hymnal is, Oh, 4,000 Tongues to Sing. And it does have six or seven verses, but if you time out the verses, they're about 18.5 seconds each. So you can put six verses in of that one, and really, you need all six of them for it to be theologically sound, you know? Um, And then some of them, it's um, maybe two verses is enough. Traditional Methodists sang all four verses. Traditional Baptists skipped the third verse. Um, you know, and so I love the differences in the denominations. Yeah, yeah and, and I've tr- I've really been very careful throughout my life to cover all my bases. I've uh, played in the Baptist Church. I've played in the Presbyterian. I've been in the Methodist. You've so got to know your I, audience. Uh, I know, I know. But um, we try to start with a hymn that is a hymn of praise, an uplifting hymn. Then the middle hymn is really going to kind of transition us into the scripture and sermon time. And the ending hymn is usually some type of response to what the minister has preached on. Is it hard for you during the service to be kind of emotionally present in a worship kind of mindset? Or are you focused on, okay, we've got our big performance coming up in a few minutes is so-and-so here. <laughs> it's not the big performance of the piece. It's what's that's on my mind because I'm over other parts of worship as well, uh, coordinating ushers and greeters and acolytes. I am so focused on what's happening because things will go wrong. And so I've got to, oh, if that happens, I've got to be able to respond. So um, I, I, I hear the sermon, but I'm really, I'm just making sure the next thing's ready to be in place. <laughs> and if I don't see the next thing lining up and being ready, my heart rate really goes up, <laughs> you know. But um, there there is a, a motto that I live by, and I have been putting this out here for our AV team for this last 14 months is that if we have done our job, the congregation does not know we are there. Mm. They are able to worship. They don't see us. They don't hear us. If we have done our job, they can worship. That's so interesting. I've never thought about it that way, but I think you did because... I always enjoyed the hymns at church, but looking back on it, I think about the entire service, like from start to finish and how we were always out at noon. (laughs) (laughs) We try. (laughs) People got to go to El Tepetillo. That's right. I know. Got to get lunch. (laughs) Well, before we leave, can you just say a little bit about how music and your career has enhanced your life? Oh, I can't imagine (laughs) Uh, having lived my life without music. Um, my mother taught piano, and she taught for many years every evangelical piano player in the southeastern part of Tennessee, I know. Um, but I, I think it gives you a, an inner peace. Everybody needs to have an artistic outlet of some sort. I totally agree. Be it painting or stitching or singing or playing or being in drama, if you don't let that part of yourself develop, you're just missing so much. I agree. 
It's important. Well, Miss Kathy, thank you so much for you coming in so today. Welcome. You're so welcome. You can see Miss Kathy and her choir and all of her music ministries over at the First United Methodist Church. And don't forget, if you have small kids, it's open to the entire community. Get that music education. We'd look forward to having you. (laughs) All right. I'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in.